Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Jean Gallagher, founder of Discover Rising Tides, and welcome to show number 42, Discover Rising Tides, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better, where we explore the importance of the outdoors and maintaining life balance. Through this series, we'll be talking with women business owners to understand their journey. And so today we start with our Healthy Living, Happy Life segment with Denise Stagall, author, curator at Living Healthy List and Healthy Living Liaison. This month's topic, Denise will be talking about nourishing ourselves through our thoughts and feelings. Our second segment will be our main guest, Robin Decker. And closing us out will be our Rising Up segment with Lynn Schusser-Williams, author, founder of Uprising, Unstoppable, Powerful Woman Community, and producer of the Be More Conference. And so, Denise, let's get started. All righty. Great to see you, Jean. Good okay, to see so you, too. <clears throat> excuse me. So last episode, we were talking about... Um, nourishing ourselves when it came to food. So today I'd like to kind of take a little bit of a different approach and look at nourishing ourselves through our thoughts and our feelings. Mm. So essentially, you know, our thoughts and our feelings really do kind of rule our life. They are kind of that a vital aspect of living a healthy, happy life. If our if our thoughts are negative, if we are struggling with, you know, positivity and, and gratitude, all of those things, it really can impact our physical uh, mm -hmm. body, but also our emotional and uh, mental wellness as well. And of course, all of that equates to a healthy, happy lifestyle when done in, in the right way, when we're positive and thinking uh, very um, positively in mm -hmm. a good way. And it's, you know, it's easy as we were talking about food, that's it's food is difficult to do, but it's easier to track. And in you can, you know, when you are off course, because that cupcake was yummy, right? Or the second cupcake shouldn't have happened, but it was equally as good as the first. <laughs> but, when you, but you and your feelings and your thoughts are off balance. Sometimes it's, you might not notice right away. I think sometimes what happens is we kind of get into a cycle, you know, we're busy, we're stressed, and we don't feel we can't we, we kind of our bodies kind of go numb. Um, kind of I equate this to, you know, people who have sugar addiction, you know, they they eat so much sugar that, you know, they don't even know what real food tastes like, because they mm -hmm. haven't had it in such a long time. And I feel that with when it comes to our feelings and our emotions, um, we can be get into such a negative uh, spiral that we don't even recognize it as as negative. We just recognize it as like this is just normal. This is just how I am, and that's not necessarily the case, or it shouldn't be the case. Shouldn't be. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so for me, I know that there are some triggers that I notice, and for me, it is we've had the most um, gloomy, wet spring in California, and I am not complaining a bit because it's better than burning up in the summertime, literally burning up in the summer. However, I'm kind of done. But I also noticed that my ability to maintain a more balanced thought process is less because I might not be outside so much, but I have to be careful to try to, I had to figure out what, what are my triggers, you know, where, how can I notice that spiral? And in that's, it's not easy to figure that out. It's not, it's not, it's one of those things. It's, it's simple, but it's not easy. It mm. is something that we do need to become aware of. Um, and 
when we start to get into this, like you're saying, you know, it's kind of hard to get out of a negative mindset when, you know, the weather's kind of gray and we, when we get busy doing things and kind of like stuck in the muck, as I always say, mm-hmm. um, that's of course, when we start, uh, going into that limiting belief and that, you know, kind of negativity, uh, spiral, um, negative self-talk, uh, all of those things that just kind of keep piling on, uh, mm-hmm. piling on and on. And that's where, I believe that we need to step back because it, it is hard to recognize, but you do at some point go, okay, you know, this isn't quite me. This isn't how I usually am. At that point, when you do recognize it is to step back and to maybe it's do some positive affirmations. It's to uh, start thinking, you know, what are the positive things that I can do here? Uh, visualization, affirmations. Um, one of the things that I work with with my clients, interestingly enough, is positive intelligence and mental fitness, uh, which Robin is going to talk about uh, a little bit later. And essentially, what it is, it's just these. Like I said, it's it's simple, not always easy, but it's just a simple reframing of our thought process. Can't do anything about the weather, right? So, what is the reframe that you can? kind of uh, think instead. Well, like you just said a minute ago, actually, better than burning up in the summertime. So it's just a little bit of recognizing the negativity and kind mm-hmm. of um, catching yourself and saying, okay, is this really is this really a problem? Is this really a limiting belief? Is this real? I think mm-hmm. sometimes that's another piece is, you know, we start feeling negative and we get into this uh, negative feelings and these these um, emotions, and they're really not emotions that we really uh, feel. We think we are, mm. but the I mean the weather can just that's one thing that can really just put a damper on ev- put a damper on everything. <laughs> but it is it is something that um, when we are nourishing ourselves, even when we get stuck in those uh, situations, when we're nourishing ourselves with gratitude, with positive affirmations, um, it takes the edge off of all of those. So it's, you're less likely to get stuck in that negative mindset, that limiting belief, um, just by nourishing yourself on a regular basis. Mm. I like the word reframe or reframing the verb, uh, because it does, it, 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 I think it's easy to, assimilate into your thought process if you're that your word is like oh I have to change my thoughts but it's but there's there doesn't seem for me anyways there doesn't seem to be emotion associated with the word right so if you're saying well I have to change I have to change what I'm thinking well now all of a sudden there's some self-judgment thoughts that can come up with just that when you're trying to fix your brain but you're fixing your brain with a um, a judgmental concept or thought. And so reframing seems less emotional. And so for, for me, sometimes it is, I realize that I have set some undue expectations and then I'm not meeting those undue expectations. Like, oh, I'm going to go outside on Thursday. Well, if I am, then I need to be in the right mindset is a, that it's going to take a raincoat and some boots, but I can still go outside. But I, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, it's sunny. And then, then it's not sunny. And then all of a sudden the day is shot because you had those expectations of whatever that thing was that's not coming to fruition. Absolutely. And, and you, the reframing, it really does help to make every day, every kind of every minute of every day, a more joyful one, a more positive one. And that's what's nourishing. 
Um, and I would agree, you know, looking at what the weather is, I'm, I'm a big fan of, okay, what's the weather going to do this week? And actually kind of picking the days that I know I can be outside. It's 15 mm -hmm. degrees out there today. I'm not going outside, <laughs> but I know by the weekend, it's going to be warmer. <laughs> so I think this, that's another one of those things that, um, that I think is really important is, is to plan ahead. You mm -hmm. know, planning certain things really does help your, um, you know, your emotions like, oh, okay, well today, yeah, no, I'm not, I can't get outside today. Darn. I even had my fireplace on, but Hey, it's going to be in the forties on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And so that's a great way to, you know, kind of nourish yourself and say, okay, so that's not going to happen today, but it's going to happen in three days from now. Right. So and just again, the, the reframing and always thinking, what is that positive um, uh, flip that you mm -hmm. can make? What can I take out care of today so I don't have to worry about it on the day that I'm going to do these fun things? So now all of a sudden you put yourself into purpose. Mm -hmm. So can we talk a little bit about gratitude? Because this it's everybody talks about, you know, have gratitude thoughts and all of this. I think it's damn hard. <laughs> Is that okay to say? It's, it it's, absolutely. it's really hard. Absolutely. Especially when you're kind of in, the, in the middle of something and you're like in the middle of a, a negative situation, you know, whether it's, you know, arguing with your family or, you know, you're at work and somebody's driving you crazy and you're just like, you know, what am I grateful for here? What is the gratefulness here? Mm. Um, so I do get that, you know, it can be hard in the moment, but again, that's a little bit of a, a reframe. Mm -hmm. uh, that's true. In that situation too. But what I have found the most helpful for me and for many of my clients is actually writing it down. Mm. Um, I, at first, when somebody first said to me, oh, you should have a gratitude journal. I thought, oh gosh, this is so hokey. <laughs> and then <laughs> a friend of mine- No wonder we're friends. <laughs> but it, 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 you know, it sounded like, oh, okay. I, this is a little I had the same thought. <laughs> you know, and, and this is a handful of years ago. And I have a friend who is, you know, who actually has a gratitude journal. And so he sends it to me and- it's one of the simplest things to that I started every morning when I get up and before I get actually get out of bed, I just for five minutes, just think about what I'm grateful for. And sometimes it's something ridiculous. Like, you know, I had a great night's sleep last night. I love this new pillow. I'm grateful for the pillow. You know, it's so it, it doesn't have to be this, like, I'm grateful for all of the big, amazing things. It's those little things that really add up. We say the same thing. I say this constantly when it comes to a uh, healthy lifestyle and healthy eating, those small changes is those little incremental um, mm -hmm. steps. And I think it's the same thing with gratitude. It's taking those little things that you may kind of ignore and just saying, you know, I was, you know, I had a, I had a really crisp, amazing apple yesterday with my lunch. I was really grateful for that. And in the past, I probably just would have been like, oh yeah, it's a great apple. It was a good apple. No big deal. No more thought, but just to think about it in a little bit of a deeper way. And how does that change things? Say it again. How does that change things? Do you think? I think you, I think we, it, it actually makes you appreciate what you have in front of you. Hmm rather than always looking for what you want, what you're striving for, it's right in front of you. You can appreciate the person in front of you. You can appreciate the juicy apple. Um, you can appreciate, you know, right here, you know, all of us here in, in, uh, on the camera, you know, the two of us on the camera, um, you can appreciate things like right now. Um, and I think that's, that's important because we're always looking for the, towards the future. 
And that's kind of where, where um, anxiety comes in and people are always looking into the future and not living the moment. When you live in the moment, gratitude is actually really, it's, it's heartwarming, it's, it's helpful, it's, um, it's just a really great feeling that you have. Um, and I think for most people, because we're living in the future, some in the past, which is not a good thing, but we're always looking in the future. And so those little things don't matter so much mm. and they should. I love how you put that because I think too, for a lot of people, one of the first things that happens is you're waking up and then your face is in social media. And so now you're looking at all these perfect people or what appears to be perfect things on social media. Now you're at a mental deficit mm-hmm. already, but if you take on that gratitude practice first, it might help alleviate or prevent or push away some of those feelings of lack that happen that can happen when this ridiculous social media gets in our brain. Oh, absolutely. Another trick for that is when you get up, don't look at your phone for an hour or the computer, get up, enjoy your morning, have a cup of coffee, glass of water, um, do your gratitude practice. It's also a time when uh, I actually usually uh, read at that point in the Mm -hmm. morning, I do my gratitude practice, and then I read for half an hour usually something fun mm-hmm. because, you know, we're, we're all day long, I'm reading stuff for work. So I don't want to read work stuff before I get to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I think that's, that's another part of gratitude is, you know, appreciating doing your gratitude practice in the morning and really extending it for as long as you can before you kind of start your day. Mm, I like that a lot. So um, when you're talking about mental fitness, just to cover a couple of points for people as a takeaway, what are, whenever we talk about fitness, there's your thoughts are, well, there has to be some steps for fitness, whether it's fitness in exercise and fitness, but for mental fitness, are there some quick steps or really, it's really what we're talking about, but can you list it out into a couple of quick things that people should incorporate for some mental fitness? Well, I'll just, I'll just mention this quickly. Cause I know this is something that Robin's going to get into a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, mental fitness. When you think about fitness, you think muscle building muscle, right? Building stamina. And essentially mental fitness is working your mental fitness brain, working your, yeah, working your mind and working your mind in a way that it's stronger. So you can reframe those negative thoughts in a very simple way. Um, and there, there, um, there's a great book that I have upstairs um, by Dr. Um, Shirzad Shamin, um, and it's actually called Positive Intelligence. And so that's really where I would have people start because it really is that introduction. And then, of course, there are coaches uh, who can help uh, take that next step. Great. Thank you. Thanks, Denise. You're welcome. One subject, really important subject. Appreciate yep. it. Absolutely. Um, do I have two? So before we head out, let's uh, talk about where, just as a reminder, where people can find you. And I think you have one other thought as well. Yes. So, thank you. Yes. You're welcome. So I just wanted to, to, to add one last thought, you know, we, you know, we're talking about nourishing um, how do we nourish ourselves? And obviously here at Discovering Rising Tides, we always want to talk about the outside and the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when it comes to nourishing ourselves, being out in nature is essential for 
health, happiness, and, and true joy. And so I just want to make sure that people understand that, that how important that piece is mm. just being outside getting out in nature, um, walking on the grass. Like when was the last time you kicked off your shoes and walked on the grass? And the energy that the earth has um, is, is replenishing, is nurturing to us. And so when we want to um, really take care of ourselves, um, being out in nature is one of the best ways that we can do that. So I wanted to just mention that, of course. Mm. Definitely. Yeah, it is. And it makes such a difference. Being outside without your shoes on is really, really important. <laughs> so, um, and how can people get in touch with me? You can find me uh, pretty much everywhere on, on social media, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, under Living Healthy List. And my website is livinghealthylist.com. And you can find me there. Uh, all of that information is on the website, uh, how to connect with me uh, through my email and all that stuff fun stuff too. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jean. So this is exciting as we move to our main guest, Robin Decker. Hi, Robin. How are you? Hi, Jean. I'm good. How are you? Great. Thank you for being here. I'm very excited about this. And so before you start, let me just read your bio quickly and then we'll we'll get going. So Robin is a high frequency coach for moms. She's been a seeker of truth, wisdom, and expansion in her whole life. She used to be that stressed out, anxious, tired mom who struggled every day. And after years of doing personal growth and being coached, she's excited to pay it forward. And as a coach, she gets to help moms rewrite their story by letting go of their, of their story. And I really needed to talk to you a few years ago, like a lot of years ago. <laughs> I think I said that to uh, one of our previous guests, Elise, I, you know, I have to make sure that you and Elise get connected. Elise, uh, Elise is a, a coach of teenage moms and teenagers and not teenage moms, teenagers and moms. And so we'll connect you two too, because networking Perfect. is networking is the bomb. But so <laughs> let me, let's talk. So tell me a little bit about where, let's talk about the stressed out mom and, and your, your transition to, you know, lead by example and start to help others. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's so interesting. So before I, before I had kids, I was teaching yoga. I was a massage therapist and I really felt like on top of the world, I was mm -hmm. just, you know, meditating all the time and just, I had no obligation. We'll call you know, I had no, I, it was just me. Right. And I just felt so good in my body and good in my life. And then I got married. That was a wonderful thing. And then I had my girls and um, something happened, some sort of alchemical process that brought up a lot of stuff in me that I was not aware of. And, mm. um, and I just went into overwhelm, anxiety. I called it, I used to say that my brain was on fire mm. because I, the, the stress of being a mom, there were lots of contributing factors to the stress. My husband was overseas. He was in the military. He was gone all the time. I had twins. I had no you know, support system around me. I was a full-time student and uh, yeah, I didn't know how to ask for help. So did you have added anything else to that package? <laughs> oh my God. There, well, there, there, I didn't even give you all of it, but anyway, so, so that, you know, so I I'm stressed and I'm just listening to it. <laughs> it's like the 
a laundry list of craziness and beautifulness too. Like there was so much, so much love happening there, but I, I was not equipped. I was not, you know, I read all the books I was, I read, you know, up to leading into, you know, having them and you can read all the books, but never be physically, emotionally, mentally, energetically prepared mm -hmm. for when they show up. And, you know, I was triggered. I was that triggered mom. And um, my go-to was overwhelm, anxiety, and depression. And I didn't, mm. I didn't really acknowledge it because I was such a high achiever too. Let's add that to the list. Mm -hmm. You know, I was always trying to, I graduated with a 4.0, let's just put it that way. While my husband was deployed, while I was raising them, while I had no support system. So, so I didn't like the story because I didn't like how I was showing up for my girls and let alone myself. I didn't even put myself into the equation. I was just, it was all about them. And so I remember distinctly saying many, many times, this is, this isn't my story. This is not my story. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to rewrite that story for me, for them, for our family, because I wanted them to be happy. I wanted them to see me happy and I wanted to show up for them in a much better way. And so I took myself on, I mean, I had been doing personal growth, growth work for years, you know, but this was like a whole new thing. This was like all of my shadows were coming up. All of these, mm -hmm. these old like things that I didn't even know existed were coming up. And I was like, okay, I get to, this is, this is where I get to grow. Mm -hmm. I like, that's how I, 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 you know, this is where I get to go and this is where I get to grow. And so I just started asking for help in mm -hmm. a lots of different areas. And, um, and now today, <laughs> thankfully my daughters are 12 and I'm now a, a mental fitness coach. And I actually said yes to coaching several years ago. And that was, that was a huge turning point for me when I got a coach and stayed with her for three years. Mm. Um, that shifted everything for me because I started giving myself permission to just be my authentic self. There was a lot of shame around, you know, showing up in a way that you're not proud of. Mm -hmm. And um, I gave myself permission to forgive myself. That was huge. That was a huge thing. So yeah, and I want to just stop for just a second and backtrack a little bit because I yeah. want to acknowledge you for the willingness to be vulnerable, but also, but also bring that concept up because I know that there's other people that, that that's going to resonate with as well. So if you are, especially if you are an overachiever or your, your expectations are excellence, right. And, and everything that you, you do at some point in time, you have to, I'm going to use the word we use with Denise, because I'm really thinking I love it. You have to reframe your thoughts because that, that excellence and achieving and having everything go wonderfully prior to having kids, you can almost put yourself into, and then you toss in some, some depression, which I am definitely not an expert on, but you're going to, you're going to toss in those in the thoughts of using the word failure could come up. Right. Mm. And and we really have to be careful that you're, it's not a situation of failure. It's a situation of vulnerability and needing to ask for help. And how hard was that to actually express your, your vulnerability to say, I need, I need some help here. Oh man, I still am learning how to ask for help. And actually, so here's the, here's the difference that I, there's, a, there's this thing that even when you ask for help, can you actually receive it? 
that there mm. are some some people who wow really I do give me shivers down my back you, yeah. you, gotta, <laughs> you gotta let it in right and I think that was a huge I've only learned how to do that in the last couple of years Jean to be quite honest really? with you I was asking for help but I was there was a little bit of like um there was still a little bit of shame there was some resentment going on. Like I just really wanted to be half healthy and happy. I, I kept thinking there was a story, right? Mm. Of what's wrong with me? Mm. Why am I unhappy? Why mm. am I looking at life this way? And that's a very disempowering question to ask. Why is, is super, why am I like, or why is life? That's, that's so re, even reframing how you ask the question mm -hmm. shifts everything for you. How can I receive the support? How can I be better for myself and my children? Mm -hmm. What is possible for me here if I let go of the story that I'm a bad mom? Like it's even that simple reframe shifts the energy inside of you. And earlier, you know, Denise, you asked Denise, well, what is what does gratitude do for you, really? Mm -hmm. Everything, every thought form has, a, you know, an energy, has a resonance to it. Mm. And so shifting your words, shifting the story saying, thank you. You know, there's a, there's a study done with water, a Japanese scientist, you know, he takes, he took water and put words on the water and then froze the crystals and put them under a microscope and saw that words like war and hate and anger didn't even create beautiful formed crystals, but mm -hmm. things like the word, thank you, love, peace, joy, happiness created these gorgeous crystals. So everything is energy and our words are super powerful. And the story that we're believing affects your energy and everything around you. So, mm. yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. And so I, you know, I, if you trying to put this into a sentence, <laughs> so, so the intro, so what's really surprises me. And I think that this is going to touch on some people too. So we talk about your background when you started and your yogic background and your meditation practice and all of these things that are practices of receiving, right? So you're in a yogic practice and you're receiving, you're receiving breath and you're yoking your breath to your movement and you're doing all of these things. And your meditative is you're bringing in and receiving thoughts and but for you to be able to say, even through that, that it was difficult to, to receive the help that you, that's really profound. That's yeah. quite a realization, isn't it? Yeah. And it goes to show you that there are these thought processes, these subconscious things, these patterns and beliefs that are running in the background that you're not aware of, but you feel mm. You know, you feel like, I think you guys were, you were earlier talking about how do you know when you're a negative story, your body tells you, you mm -hmm. feel it, mm -hmm. you feel the contraction, you feel closed off, you feel um, lower energy, you feel foggy, like you're not clear, right? And so your body is the barometer of what am I actually believing right now? Mm -hmm. If you feel like if you're leaning in, if you're excited, if you're curious, if you're open, right, you're you're in a really good, positive frame of mind. And if you're not, if you're shut down, you can kind of you can see some by someone's body language what's really going on with them. Mm -hmm. And so and yeah. how your digestive system is. Oh, oh that's huge. That's a huge mm -hmm. one in the gut. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> for sure. The gut rules all. <laughs> it rules <Definitely>. all. <laughs> Definitely. So. I can see where 
your experiences have really given you an incredible foundation of being able to teach, but I think mostly to be able to understand and interpret what people are telling you, but also what your clients are not telling you as well, to be that interpreter of here's, here's what I see, here's what I'm hearing from you, but I think that it's somewhere in between. Yeah. Yeah. So when I'm, whenever I'm working with anybody, um, I, and I work with moms for the most part, um, I've become really good to, um, I've become attuned to paying attention to their energy. And I've, I've really learned how to ask um, deep questions that get to the root of what's mm -hmm. really happening. And oftentimes, probably most of the time in most sessions, um, I will hear a mom say to me, how did you know to ask that question? I, 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 you know, it's just because me too. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I've been there, I've felt it. I, not exactly the same story, but you know, we have these similar patterns um, in, in, in this motherhood journey. And I get it because I, it, it matters to me and I love uncovering the hidden. I've, I've mm. always been curious to understand how we work as human beings, um, how the connection works in relationships, what's going on in our mind and what's operating behind the scenes and like really bringing it out into the light. And once you see it, once you can actually, you know, claim it, when, and I think that's important, we get to claim all of it. Mm. We can't push anything away because whatever we resist obviously persists, right? So mm. if we can just claim it and say, okay, I witness this, I honor this, this is, this is what's happening. And then just like make it not okay, but normalize it. It's like, this happens, this happens to a lot of us. So let's, as, as Denise said, let's reframe it. Like what story am I believing? Mm -hmm. And is this the story that I truly wish to embody and how can I reframe it? And how can I actually move into a new story? Because it really does like, we can have all the insight and wisdom in the world, but unless you actually embody it and move into that new way of being, you're going to keep on repeating the same old story again and again and again. So really like that because you're 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 not pushing your story away and saying this was a bad story because yeah. that story is a chapter in yeah. in your life book that you have to acknowledge accept digest and and learn and build on so as you're going through your personal journey and you're talking with coaches and you're figuring out through that three-year process of being like i love the fact that you were you had a coach for three years because there's that consistency of growth yeah. that you you both can see where how did you know that you were ready to help people or how did you know how were you called to that <laughs> i totally resisted it i did not <laughs> i was like this is not that's the funny. best kind that means you're no, really supposed to my be coach <laughs> my coach was like you need to be a coach and i said no this is no 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 this is not for me and i resisted her for for almost a year until finally she said, I'm just going to give you your first client. Just, I have somebody, she's perfect for you. And so that started the journey. And then as soon as I started it, I thought she was, I, I just love, love, love seeing other moms go, oh, I get it. I, mm -hmm. I can kind of free myself. I don't have to beat myself up for being an imperfect human. I'm just a human being doing the best that I can. I know my heart, I know what I desire, mm -hmm. and now I get to do better. And like seeing um, uh, that light bulb 
moment go on where they're where they give themselves, you know, full permission to just be themselves mm -hmm. and and forgive themselves and okay. So how do I how do I change this? How do I shift this? How do I write my new story? Because I'm ready to let go of the old one. It just doesn't mm. fit anymore. It's like, you know, you're wearing a suit and it just doesn't fit anymore. It's like, you know, thank you, suit. I appreciate you. I need a new suit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that. That's a great analogy. That is a really great analogy because it served you. And yeah. now and your fashion has changed. <laughs> Whatever's changed, it's time for the new clothing. It's time for the new way of being. It's time to step into a new mindset. It's I'm energetically, you're different. Everything, we're always changing. But unless we really embody it on all of our levels, because we have to be aligned, you know, mm -hmm. on, the multi, on the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, inner and outer. And, and that's like, you, you know, inner alignment with outer alignment. That's also really important to... Um, to embody. And once you get that alignment and you really just honor who you're becoming, mm. um, it becomes much more, e you know, much easier. And there's lots of different tools, lots of different things you can do to get that embodiment piece. And the, the positive intelligence mindset, you know, mental fitness coaching is a game changer for a lot of people that really shifted how I coach, how I coach myself, how I'm showing up as a mom. I mean, it's really, it's a beautiful, beautiful, um, um, operating system that is so simple and so easily accessible. Mm -hmm. When people go through the coaching program, it's like the, the foundational program is like six weeks. It's, it's a game changer. It changes everything. Mm. I want to, I want to talk about that in more in depth, but I want to go back and ask a question. You used yeah. a you, you used a term and I, and I think it, I think it, um, it needs a little bit deeper dive. So you said disempowering. Mm. Can we talk about that for just a second? Because I think, I think that that needs to be broken out a little bit. So, be, I because there's some maybe some tricks that people can recognize or what's a little talk, talk about it. Please. Okay, so yeah, so I I brought it up in the context of the questions that we ask. You know, mm -hmm. when when we are stuck in a story that is um, triggering to us, right? You know, we you know, I'll, I'll bring up my kids when I'm in a story around my kids and how they're doing in school, for instance. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and, um, I, they're not, they're not necessarily doing really well or something's happening. And I'm, and I'm, I'm in a story of, well, why is my daughter not applying herself or, uh, cause I, I know what her potential is. I know she's intelligent, right? Why is she, you know, not showing up in that way? That is not, that's not an empowering question for me as a mom or for her. So I went to her and said, you know, why are you not, you know, X, Y, or Z that she's, she'd get that deer in the headlights. Look, it's not an empowering way to open up a conversation and to have a shift happen. So it just, we lose power, right? Both mm. of us actually lose power energetically. Our connection weakens mm. it's just all around leaks energy, right? It's a, it's an energy leaking kind of question or way of being. So when you shift the language and you shift to a more empowering question, like, Honey, I see that, you know, your grades are a certain way. What I want to know is, you know, is something going on with you? Is something, do I need to support you? And how can I support you? Or, you know, just something that actually opens up possibility as opposed to feeling victimized by a low grade or, you know, a bad outcome. Does that, is that kind of like the direction? Do, is that making yeah, sense? Yeah, no, that's totally. And I know I've done that 
multiple times. <laughs> and it, it's easy to do. That's your first reflex. But exactly. I didn't realize that how disempowering that was not only to the, the, the child, but to yourself as well. Yeah. And, yeah. and so can you t- say again, a better way to frame that? I know you just did, but I just want to emphasize that again. So what's a better way to frame that type of a question? Yeah. So instead of why is, why, why are you failing this class or why didn't you do better on that test? I mean, just think of like, take a moment. I'm going to, I'm just going to say it to you, Jean, and I want you to feel it. Like, Mm -hmm. why did you not do well on that test? Even if you said it in a positive way, does that even like, there's no, there's no coming back from that because already you feel judged. There's Mm -hmm. judgment going on, right? Mm -hmm. There's, um, there's, there's like, well, she's already made up her mind. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no thought of, well, you you don't even realize like I maybe was feeling sick that day, or maybe Mm -hmm. my friend told me she didn't want to hang out with me. There's so many factors, right? Because our focus is so narrow in the moment. When you go, why it's like, you know, something's Mm -hmm. wrong Mm -hmm. here. But instead of that, if you shift to, you know, honey, I, I noticed that your grade um, isn't as high as maybe you, you might have even wanted it. Can you tell me, was anything going on um, that day that, that maybe contributed to not doing well on your, mm. on your test? Did something happen at school or, you know, cause I, I know you, you're, you're so, you're so great. You're intelligent and you love this class and yeah, share with me what's happening. And then, you know, like, she already feels much more relaxed. Doesn't that feel different in your body? Even when and I she's, say it? Yeah. And you're giving space for the answer. Yeah. There's yeah. a possibility there. You know, something interesting that Elisa talked about before that I honestly didn't realize that kids' brains don't fully develop until they're 25 and their ability to think outside of the, the situation that they're currently in is really difficult for them to think about other things. But what made me, when you were giving that example, I'm actually thinking that the adult is in that mindset because all the adult is focusing on is that particular thing and not thinking about everything else that can be going on. So almost like we've got this kid's mindset about you didn't do well on this this test. You didn't do well in school today, but not allowing space for conversation for those other things. Yeah. And I mean, think about it, you know, all she's hearing is all my mom cares about is the result. Right. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Thank you for this. That was, this this is a really important conversation for people to hear. And, and so going back to the coaching part, what made you raise your hand to say, I need help? Or what do you hear from the clients that you're helping that says, this is when, are you feeling this? Maybe you need to talk to somebody. Well, I I like the, I'm going to, I'm going to speak to your first question. What made Mm -hmm. me reach out and ask for help? Um, I was, I was at, I was basically kind of at a point, Jean, where I was, I was feeling pretty down about myself and, um, the depression had definitely taken over. I was eating very poorly. I was actually drinking. I don't actually drink very much anymore, hardly at all. I was drinking every single day by myself, bad sign. And I was in this story of, um, I'm, I'm doing harm to my kids and I'm never, there's no coming back. I was, I was in a really dark, dark place. And, um, my coach reached out to me. She and I were in a conscious parenting group together. She reached out to me and, and, um, I can't exactly remember what she said, but 
I needed that lifeline. I needed to be seen and I needed somebody to offer that help because I didn't know how to give it to myself. Mm -hmm. And so there was a moment where I was like, okay, this is a choice point. This is a huge fork in the road for me to change my life. I, I've got to take this. And I'm so glad that I did because everything, my whole, the whole trajectory of my life shifted from that point on into mm. a much more positive direction. You know, we've had these moments in our lives where, you know, everything shifted for us, these really kind of seminal moments. That was one of them. Me saying yes to receiving that support, uh, just, yeah, it shifted my entire life in a much po more positive way. And the bravery around making that decision is important to acknowledge. For sure. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. And so your clients, what are you hearing from them? What are, um, what are they saying or what's, what are you hearing that's important? A lot of the similar, a lot of similar things that I went through, it's, it's just, um, there's a lot of shame around, you know, how they showed up in the past. They're tired of being tired. They're tired of putting their needs last and not being able to care for themselves. You know, people, there's a lot, there's a lot more awareness around coaching now and self-care mm -hmm. and transformation and healing. It's, it's much more out there in the world. Right. So, so women are really, you know, moms are really catching on. It's like, Oh, I, I, I need to do self-care. Well, what does that look like? It's not just like going to the nail salon or getting my hair done or getting massage. Those are all wonderful things, but true self-care, truly nourishing things that shift you on a fundamental mm -hmm. level. That's that to me is what self-care is. And so women are finally raising their hand and saying, you know what? I need this. Mm -hmm. I need to do this. I love my kids and I want them to be happy, but I get to also have my needs met too, because mm -hmm. if I show up, you know, fulfilled and with my cup full, I'm a much better mom. My mm -hmm. kids actually like being around me now and, and, you know, really want to participate and contribute and our connection is stronger. And they're also, I'm modeling that for them. They're mm -hmm. seeing, they're able to notice when they're feeling bad and like, oh, mom, I, I kind of need help here, you know? Mm -hmm. So it becomes this beautiful, like, um, exploration for your kids and for you into what is the next sort of, I guess, paradigm or um yeah that, i love that word paradigm mm. of of parent child relationship you know and it's much more open you know we're talking we're much which we talk about things on a much higher level and mm. yeah so i think that's you know it's 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 they're tired of being overwhelmed they're tired of feeling bad about how they showed up they really just want to be included in the mix and they're saying yes to the help they're learning mm. how to how to receive it how fortunate it is that it can be part of a conversation because 25, 30 years ago when my kids were growing up, that this, there was, it wasn't even, it wasn't a topic of conversation or it, it was more uh, looked at as um, I need to talk to a psychiatrist because I'm failing, right? So now we're breaking it down to something that's more comfortable and um, more accepted. I yeah, think. it's accessible. Yeah, for that, sure. That's a good word, accessible too. And and but it's also it's also okay. Yeah. That's that's the most important part that it's okay that you don't have to feel shame about saying I'm asking for help or yeah. I need to talk with somebody. It's it's you can be proud of it and 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 honor the, honor that within yourself. 
and, and your family. So let's talk a little bit and go back to the mindset part. I keep switching our conversations because I don't want to miss anything. And so, <laughs> so let's talk about the mindset process and, and walk us through that and why that's important. Yeah. So um, I, I've been doing mindset work for years, but you know, I, I really love positive intelligence because of the simplicity of it, the, again, the accessibility of mm -hmm. it. So it really just, so the, the positive intelligence is based on being able to build up your mental muscle of self-command, of noticing when you're triggered in the moment, being able to pause and, and not go into your normal uh, patterned ways of reacting um, and really building up the part of your brain that is aligned with compassion, creativity, um, joy, connection, mm -hmm. um, all of the parts of your brain that are really, um, Shirzad, who is the, the author of Positive Intelligence, um, it's called, he called it the sage mind. Um, I, I like to call it my Jedi mind because I grew up in the age of Star Wars. <laughs> so it's my Jedi mind of, you know, I, I can see Princess Leia and Luke and just like getting to that calm, still place where you have access to infinite possibilities on how we can create um, a beautiful way forward instead of disconnection and going to the part of your brain that is survival mode. You know, when you go to the part of your brain that is opposite of sage, you're going into fight, flight, freeze. You're going into the parasympathetic, you know, the sympathetic nervous mm -hmm. system. You're going into the, the subconscious patterned ways of belief to survive. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't create connection, right? That, that, that creates the opposite of connection. And so when you know how to shift mm -hmm. and pause in the moment very quickly, um, or if you do have a negative interaction with anybody, with yourself, with your child, with your spouse, with, you know, someone out in, in public, you quickly shift out of it. You don't stay stuck in it and go, oh, that person that's, you know, this is what happened and I'm such a victim or blah, mm. blah, you know, whatever negative story is going on. You usually, you shift and you, you own your response and you go, how can I look at this differently? What mm. is actually a gift in this interaction? How can I make this a positive thing instead of a negative thing? Because there are so many things outside of our control. We can't control what others do. We can't control the weather. We can't control our child. We just, we can only control how we respond to it. And when we do that, the, sh the energy shift has a ripple effect, not just for us, but for the person that's in front of you or just, you know, you know, when you were talking about, oh, I can, I can look forward to what, to the weather on Saturday, it's raining today. So how can I make the best of the rain? How can mm -hmm. I, you know, shift that? And, you know, the easiest way to do it you know, is um, in the moment, get into your body somehow, focus on your breathing, um, take a moment to pick something up and like really look at it and like touch it. When you get into your senses, you're getting into your body and you're dropping out of this, you know, mind machine, which can be wonderful, but can also be really negative. So sure. Yeah. And it, it, it'll engage that parasympathetic piece. Yes. And so you use an interesting word. And I think as parents, we think that this word is supposed to rule ourselves. It's control. We mm. are supposed to be in control of our children. We're supposed to be in control of our finances. We're in control of our household. And when you are in a situation that 
that isn't going well or that that create that feels uncomfortable that feeling of not being in control can kind of come up like a a red flag or it's standing in the way of allowing you have to move that aside and understand that you might actually have more control if you allow more of a conversation a hundred percent that i mean it's it's like anything, right? Everything's on a spectrum. There's healthy control, positive control, and then there's detrimental, negative over control, right? Mm -hmm. Can you find somewhere in the middle where everybody has a place to a step in the ring together mm -hmm. and offer themselves authentically and creatively in a way that, you know, okay, so like one of the, what, there's a, there's a really beautiful game that um, you can play. It's called a, a power game. So if, if you guys cannot come together on an idea, say your child wants something, but you're not hundred percent aligned with that, right? So instead of just shutting your child down and say, no, that's not going to work for me. You kind of say, you know, what I like about that is this. And, and then you shift and you add something that maybe, maybe they can consider adding to, and then they go, well, yeah. Okay. What I like about this is this. And, and so you get to that place where you're playing um, a creative game of how can we come together mm -hmm. instead of just butting heads and say, I'm stuck on this pit position. I'm stuck on this position. And like, we're just going to sit over here and cross our arms. And, you know, we all know the scene with our kid. Right. And so can you, can you, instead of controlling the outcome, be open to their ideas and then just invite them into it, keep inviting mm -hmm. them in. And then they're going to invite you in more and more too. And then you're also teaching them how conversations can help yeah. um, satisfy or rectify a difficult situation. Definitely. And so how does, let's shift a little bit here and let's talk about, let's talk about the outdoors and how does that come into play for you through your process of going through the struggles and the growth that happened for you? And how does that incorporate with your clients? Oh God. I, I was wondering when we we're going to get to this. I know we were so stuck. There was so much going on. We need like four hours. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know. No, um, I'm really good. This is phenomenal. So yeah. So being outside for me is medicine. Um, mm -hmm. I, you and I talked a little bit about this. I love the water. I've been, um, it's interesting. I am not a water sign and I don't necessarily go by, by, by signs, but for the last three years, since the beginning of, you know, everything crazy hitting the fan on the world stage. Um, I've been listening to the water and I know that sounds a little weird, but for some reason I felt this call um, mm -hmm. and inside of me to um, pay attention to the water. So water has consciousness and, you know, as human beings, our physical beings are a, a lot of it is water. Our blood is like over 90% water. Our bodies are over 70% water. Mm -hmm. And it, and it just kept on, you know, speaking to me. And so when I am outside, when I go for a walk, especially on the beach um, or by a river um, in, you know, on a hike, um, there's something that happens to me physiologically that then allows, it's sort of like a domino effect. My body unwinds and then my mind unwinds and then my, like my emotions follow. And energetically, I just start to, tap into a resource inside of me that is infinite. Um, it's, it's really hard for me to even articulate what happens because I'm, um, I've been doing this now for, for so long that it, it's like I gain access to myself beyond myself. It's, it's the high, it's, 
it's the it's the part of me that is connected to the universe to everything and so when i go outside and really just let everything go mm-hmm. um i am able to access creativity and presence um and health and vitality um like i can't anywhere else you know being I work from home. I work in front of a computer. I, you know, this is how I mostly connect with people. And it's sort of, you know, very one dimensional. When you get outside, you feel things like in in a whole new way. And it's just, it's very powerful and meaningful Mm -hmm. and poetic to me. Um, Mm. And so I always encourage my clients to go wherever it feels good to go out in nature and just listen to the birds, listen to the wind. Um, It's like a song. It's like a universal song of healing. And when you open yourself up to it, um, it's pretty magical. Um, So yeah, (laughs) it is. And the water, you know, the water speaks to me as well too. That's, that's part of what's important. And so I'm, I'm away from a lot of the water, but I, now I depend upon the trees and the mountains and it is just the fact of being outside, but I love how you articulated the importance of that because there is, you just, you have to hit the reset button and you have to really put, it helps put things into perspective. Yeah. Well, the other thing too is, and, and Denise said this, the earth is very nurturing. It's also a really willing participant to offload all of your stuff into the earth. Because if you think about it, right, when, you know, if you go through the cycle of life from, from birth to death, when, when our bodies, you know, go and they get recycled into the earth, it's repurposed. Like energy, Mm -hmm. energy is just, um, is so available to us when you Mm -hmm. plant your feet on the ground it's powerful. Like if you really tune in and feel it, you can almost hear the earth saying, yeah, I got you. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, and it's it's this give and take, you know, relationship. And I love the earth too. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of, of really connecting to the nature inside of you because nature is inside of us. We are that we are all that, Mm -hmm. Um, but our, our mind and our story gets in the way we think we're just our identity and our, you know, all of this. And that's almost like the least of who we are. It's, mm. it's infinite. Our nature is super infinite. And when you tap into it, life becomes um, much more available to you to support you and move you in the directions that you really desire to go. So it's power, powerful. I, I love that. That's a, a great place to put a pin in that. That's just a great statement. <laughs> so how can people find you? So uh, I'm on social media. Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Um, you can find me at Robin Gonzalez Decker, but also robindeckercoach.com is the website. And you can also find all my social media stuff on my website. So yeah, thank you. Thank you, Robin. This has been a phenomenal conversation Yay. and I really appreciate that. This, and you know, we should probably get back together and, and dive more into some of these other areas. I know that it can be helpful for other people. So in the future, we'll, we'll circle, circle back in and take another look too, but thank, thank you. you so much for your time today. Thank you. Hey Lynn, how are you today? Hi Teen, I'm well, how about you? Very well, thank you. And I'm looking forward to your rising up segment today. What do you have in store for us today? Well, Jean, this is one of those conversations that can be kind of challenging. And I have a belief that we should all get comfortable being uncomfortable as part of how we rise up. 
right? And so sometimes we have to have challenging conversations because I'm sure all our listeners have noticed that sometimes really challenging things happen in the world around us, right? Um, I live in Louisville, Kentucky, as I have said here before, and we're recording this the day after uh, we had a mass shooting pretty close to my house. Um, There was another shooting at a school where my children have friends who go to that school. I have friends who teach at that school, right? It is... um, you know, several weeks ago, it was Nashville and small children. And, you know, it is a conversation that happens in our country um, because these things happen. And so I I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole, but what it brought up for me, uh, and I'll say this, I recorded a full episode with my partner, Brooke Haynes, on our Frequency 500 podcast. So Anybody who wants to go deeper can go there and listen to episode seven, which will be live by the time this is. And um, what I want to say about how the outside makes the inside better in the face of things that that show up for us as devastation, tragedy, um, you know, the hardest things in life, right, mm-hmm. is that we always have a choice in how we respond. And I see it in uh, people all around me, you know, our stress levels are higher. We, we come through, um, you know, a, a global pandemic, and then we have these things happening and our stress levels are ramping up. So what is it that we can do so that we have the capacity to show up for the world as our best selves? That's really the key question that I think we want to address. And and I love the question of how the outside makes the inside better, because I feel like it's a tool that gets ignored at times like this. So my daughter said, I I told her I was going to talk about this today. And she said, so what are you going to say? Just go outside and hug a tree? And I was like, exactly. (laughs) Definitely. That's definitely what I'm going to say. Probably when we need it the most. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So how can we ground? How can we go outside and put our feet on the earth and hug a tree and take a walk and listen to the birds and just be present to to the beauty of nature, be present to the healing balm of nature, be present to the ways that the outside can make the inside better at our most challenging times. And why would we do that? Because doing that raises our vibration, lowers our stress level, and allows us to show up to the world with whatever it is that's ours to do, given whatever's happening around us. So it's a reminder I felt compelled to say today, Jean, as people are grieving, as, um, you know, and never ever to diminish what anyone is going through, but just to remember that no matter what, we have a toolbox with tools in it and the outside is available to us and, and to use it. And so again, I, I want to say thank you for uh, allowing me to bring this up. And, uh, and if people want to hear the deeper conversation um, around this topic of how we keep uh, ourselves uh, uplifted in the face of devastation or tragedy, um, I hope they'll go to Frequency500.com and listen to episode seven. It was a great conversation.
Thank you, Lynn. And, and it, thank you for bringing this up today, because I know that there's many people that people that aren't even from Louisville or not even close to it, and it still can affect you. It can affect you mentally. It can affect you in your heart and it can affect you physically too. So, you know, Dean, I just want to respond to that because I, yesterday I had messages from around the world, from people checking on us to say, are you safe? I had messages from India, from Australia, from as far away from Louisville, Kentucky, as you can get. All those people felt an impact in their hearts, right? All those people felt what it was. It isn't, you know, I remember um, after 9-11, the signs around the world that said, we're all Americans today, right? Mm -hmm. And I believe in a oneness of consciousness and in all of us, a thread that runs through all of us. And so um, what affects one affects us all. And, and I hope that part of my mission in life is to show up at the, at the place where I can help others be uplifted. And so whatever anyone else's is, you know, let's support each other in showing up as our best selves um, looking for ways to give out more love. And that to me is the, is one of the ways we can be supported in doing that is remembering that the outside makes the inside better. Thank you, Lynn. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening today. Today's show was sponsored by my Seaside Solutions, my financial services company. As a business owner, it's easy to be pulled in many different directions and often taking care of yourself plummets to the bottom of the list. For me, I find myself outside to reground. My time outdoors helps me manage my day more effectively and be more present for my clients. Through this, Discover Rising Tides was born. At Seaside Solutions, we truly believe that education is the foundation of financial wellness. Our primary focus is to provide guidance that is designed to help you achieve your long-term financial goals and visions. Working with a plan allows space for doing more things that you love, like being outside to make the inside better. If I can help you create or realign your plan, or if you would like to be added to my weekly newsletter, please let me know. This week's topic was five ways to set more achievable goals. Your referral means the big, beautiful world to me. And if I can help, please let me know. And thank you so much for listening and see you next time.